Sam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's July 12th, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation audio publication 112. This is no agenda. Hey, everybody. Coming to you from an undisclosed 17th century canal house location. It is the Crackpot Command Center on remote. Coming to you via WiMAX. I'm Adam Curry. Wow. I'm here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Gitmo Nation, Pacific Northwest. John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yeah, man, the bandwidth gods have not been favorable uh, this past past week for me. We uh, the cable went out here on uh, th- uh, Thursday, and uh, it's been out ever since. Of course, uh, the, talking to customer support is a big joke. And uh, so, do they talk? Are they in India? No, they're in Holland, but they might as well be in India because literally they go through this list and they say... They've hired Indians. No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, is the coax plugged in? I said, look, dipshit, could you please put me through to an engineer who could actually, like, you know, check? No, 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 we can't do that. But, you know, uh, we'll set up an appointment for you. Would you like Monday? I said, it's fucking Thursday. No, Monday between 8 and 12 or uh, 8 and 1 or 12 and 6. Well, give me between 8 and 1. I'm sorry, that's not available. Well, then give me between 12 and 6. And, uh, and, uh, it's so, it's so sad. I said, well, you know, can't you get, it's like, you know, I'm sure that more of the block is down. I mean, this, it just went out, you know, there's obviously a problem at the head end somewhere. I said, well, then you should go to your neighbors and ask them to call and complain too, because the more complaints we get, the quicker that someone will come out and check. I'm like, okay. I'm just. What kind of a business plan is that? It's UPC, UPC, who I'd like to name and shame. Universal Product Code. <laughs> when did they get into the business? <laughs> they might as well be the Universal Product Code. So anyway, so there's this uh, kind of uh, the new service, new WiMAX service in Amsterdam, which is I have to say is pretty cool. You, you you go into the store, you buy the the USB stick modem, and then you sign up online. You can sign. You can prepay. So I prepaid for a week. And you can decide what kind of bandwidth you want. So I said, give me the max, which is five megabits down, one megabit up. You plug it in, and, and the crap just works. So, so where do you pick? So if I was visiting, I could just go buy one of these things, and then I'd be online while I was in uh, well, even better than as that, much as I wanted to be. Even better than that, you can use any WiMAX modem. You know, it's just a modem. So yeah, but you know, I, let me warn you that WiMAX modems are incompatible oh, with okay. each other. All right. Well, so in that case, yeah, you can come into Amsterdam. You pick up a WiMAX modem. Uh, which I think is 90 euros. And That's reasonable. It's reasonable. And then you go online. And then paying you... 20 bucks a day in a hotel. Hell yeah. And uh, let's see, uh, one week of the five down, one up costs nine ninety five. And obviously, if you do a longer term, you can do a contract. You, you know, I did the prepaid. You can do a longer term. And I think the, the five down, one up per month, if you do a six-month contract, is like fourteen ninety five, And it's awesome. Of course, it doesn't give me, you know, porn on TV because that's still out. But otherwise, it allows me to do the show. Hmm. Yeah, it's, all right. Yeah, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I have to say. Of course, let me sound good. Let me knock on wood because you know that. Of course, uh, it'll crap out halfway through. <laughs> Probably. Let me see how we're doing on the stream here. Oh yeah, lots of people on the stream. Cool. Oh wait a minute. Why does it say offline? What the hell is that? Uh, let me go look at the uh, chat room. I'm listening to the chat room today. Yeah, can people still hear it? Because I'm getting like a. Uh, so you weird. guys still in the chat room there? Or, uh, 
Yeah, hey. Macintosh, are you still hearing the, uh, the, Smack the and, Macintosh? Macintosh, <laughs> Mal and are H. these our dudes? <laughs> and Twisted Lemon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, do you want to start? Uh, well, we can start with your. You know, again, you know, I want to remind people, and I think uh, the guy says the stream is good. Don't touch it, Adam. Um, okay. I want to remind people that we actually give them news before it actually happens. You mean like Michael Jackson being murdered? We've done this consistently, by the way, since the since this flying swoo, flying swoo, the flying swoo. Everybody, we're all going to (laughs) die from the flying swoo. (laughs) The swine flu to everything in between, and the oil fiasco, and I mean it's unbelievable. But yes, that's exactly what I'm referring to. Janet Jackson has come out and said she thinks her her brother was murdered. Yeah, duh, duh. Not just Janet, but Joe has come out, and more members of the family, and now the L.A. uh, police commissioner is saying we're treating it as possible murder investigation. Well, duh, duh. But, of course, the only reason they, they did that, John, is they wanted to hold back because they need to extend the real news a little bit to cover up what is actually happening in the world. Yeah, well, that's a possibility, too. And, uh, and, and I'll be so happy. So let's go to- over some of the, some of the, <laughs> some, possi- of the- some real news, then, that's happening in the world. No, not real news, but news that's happening in the world. Some actual news. Well, um, we kind of glossed over it last week, if we even, or Thursday, if we even discussed I hear the helicopters coming, by the way. Are they black? They're black. <laughs> no, they're blue and they're Bolkovs. It's uh, just the Dutch police. Um, the news of the world has, uh, has been caught or you know, it has come to light that they were um, tapping cell phones of, well, of course, what hits the news is they were tapping cell phones of celebrities. And, you know, you wonder why News of the World always has the latest celebrity gossip first. News of the World is a, a Sunday newspaper publication in the United Kingdom, Gitmo Nation East, that um, uh, does about 9 or 10 million uh, copies on, uh, you know, per Sunday, per week. And uh, so they always have the latest news about celebrities and sports figures. But they were also tapping the phones and the text messages of a number of politicians. And you know we kind of that's you, what you spoke. That's why you do it. <laughs> yes. So of course the news is all focusing on. Oh my gosh! You know they know all this this great stuff about El McPherson. But what's really going on? And the oh, guard. Yes. And I have to say the Guardian has been all over this. Um, you have to understand some of the connections. The conservative conservative leader uh, David Cameron. So that's of the uh, the shadow government as they call it. The opposition. His director of communications is Andy Coulson, spelled C-O-U-L-S-O-N. And uh, he was a deputy editor and editor of the News of the World um, at the time when, uh, when this was taking place. <laughs> and now uh, Murdoch, because of course News of the World is part of the Sun, which is all part of the Murdoch empire. He's paying people off to the tune of one million pounds to uh, stop the court cases, and and uh, you know and now I'm really starting to understand and connect all these dots, because uh, these guys are blackmailing politicians. You know, Murdoch, of course, owns most media in the world, and so when you have blackmailing politicians, oh, yeah. that's uh, why you do it. I keep yes, saying, you know, of since it is. the day that they started initiating these wireless, you know, these warrantless wiretaps, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about blackmail and 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 stock tips. 
Well, right about terrorism. Well, let's keep it on the stock tips for a second because that's where it gets very interesting. Uh, and uh, I'll put these links in the show notes, obviously, at uh, noagenda.mevio.com. You can find it at noagenda.squarespace.com because it is connected to this code that was stolen, quote, stolen from Goldman Sachs, this uh, computer code, which actually has a name. Uh, they call it, I think, the Doomsday Box or something like that. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. They would come up with something like that. <laughs> Everybody's got a sense of humor. My Russian sources, you know, they always come up with good stuff. Hold on. For some reason, 8 million browser windows just opened. And that was kind of weird. Some kind of funny pop up. Um, I'm going to get this story for you. Wow. Tracking Adam Curry pop up. Yeah. <laughs> Tracking. We're in command. We've, yes, we've got him. We've got him now. You going, babe? No. Oh, I love you too. Sorry, it's my nope. produ- my producer. <coughs> Did you throw up in your mouth again? Go on. Okay, Just hold keep on. D- digging where you're digging. Okay, here you we go. All right. So, um, yeah, it is called the Doomsday Box. So you have to understand that here's here's all these connections, and it eventually comes back to to Murdoch. Uh, the Israeli opposition leader, former Mossad agent Zippy Livini, Zippy, uh, T-Z-I-P-I, uh, ter- apparently turned over a complete dossier, which includes uh, knowledge of this code, which was written by the ISA, which is the uh, Israeli Security Forces or whatever it is. And, agency. Yeah, agency. Thank you. And so there's a lot of confirmation. And there's really good links in these articles that I'll put up in the show notes, including Bloomberg, um, about here, – here's a quote. Never let it be said that the Justice Department can't move quickly when it gets a hot tip about an alleged crime at a Wall Street bank. It does help, though, if the party doing the complaining is the bank itself and not merely an aggrieved customer. Another plus is if the bank tells the Fed the security of the U.S. financial markets is at stake. This brings us to the strange tale of Goldman Sachs Group, Inc. and Sergei Alenikov. So Alenikov is the former Goldman computer programmer who was arrested on charges July 3rd that he stepped, as he stepped off a flight at Liberty International Airport in Newark, New Jersey, which was two days after Goldman told the government that he had st- stolen its secret rapid-fire stock and commodities trading software in early June. So you know, obviously, and, and you know, the point is, is very clear, that when the bank says to the feds, hey, man, he stole some code, I mean, normally you'd have like a normal path of investigation. But no, they get this guy within two days at the airport, right? They jump all over him because they had know what's really going on um this code is now pretty much confirmed to be the black box that sits in the middle really before the trades are executed and it was being used for this rapid fire trading um where you can do like you can do a trade in in a millisecond and make 0.5 cents Right, that you know, zero point five cents per trade. Now, of course, if you're doing computer trading, you can do eight million of these trades a day. Then it starts to get a little bit more interesting. Or you could do eight hundred million of them. And what this does is it creates two things. One, it's very little incremental, you know, uh, pieces of of margin that you're making on these rapid fire, quick trades. And make no mistake, the computers that run on Wall Street are huge. I mean, this is just massive iron that they're running. 
but it also gives a fake sense of liquidity in a stock. Because when you hold a stock, you say, you know, I'm going to buy into the stock because look, there's like, uh, you know, 80 million uh, shares being traded every single day. But it's being done at a very, very, very small margin. So the doomsday program, according to these articles, was created by the ISA programmers who were then working under chairman of the Israeli National Security Council, Dr. Uzi Arad. Uh, let's see, who else was in this? Uh, his wife, Dr. Ruth Arad, Vice President, Chief Risk Officer of Bank Lomi, L-E-U-M-I, and Jacob Ezra Merkin, who bought the bank from the Israeli government, which was then headed up by Ariel Sharon, and Finance Minister Ehud Olmert. So what this comes back to is that Jacob Ezra Merkin gave this code or allowed access to it to his longtime business partner. Who could that be, John? I know. Who do you think? Bernard Madoff. Huh. And he used it for his own personal gain, you know, to take the 50 or $60 billion. So how long do you think Madoff's got to live? Oh, oh, he's going to go any minute now. He's, he, he's, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's going to be heart attacked uh, within seconds. It's a new verb, by the way. You can get heart attack. Actually, actually, I don't think he's going to be the fake heart attack that we might be looking at with the uh, Enron guy. You don't think so? No. It's, it's, when this kind of stuff starts coming out, and there's all kinds of you know connect the dot problems, you got to break the you got to break the chain someplace. You know, it's just the way it is. Sorry, Bernard. Hmm. So anyway, um, it'd be easier anyway to do it that way. You know, at this point, you know, yeah, you want, well, it depends. You know, he's got a lot of dough sitting around. And of course, he did send that money off. Of, I would presume and there's been lots of speculation that, you know, where did all the money go that he stole? Well, of course, he sent that to his buddies in Israel, I guess. Um, but uh, now Murdoch, of course, knows everything because he tapped everyone's phone calls. And probably everyone's phone calls around the world. Yeah. And yeah, Murdoch's in the catbird seat. He is he reminding is totally me of a character there. in the James Bond movie. Which one is that? Doc, uh, the one where this guy, this, this publisher, tries to take over the world and he looks a little like Murdoch. Interesting. Which movie was that? It's a couple of movies ago. I think it was the last one. Uh, it was either the first one with the new guy, the last, uh, maybe the last one done with uh, what's his name? Uh, the. the British, that good-looking British actor who's irked that he got fired. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know. Oh, we can't remember anything. It's pathetic. <laughs> I don't know anybody. Somebody in this chat room, who's the name of the actor that, uh, what was it? Somebody in the chat room must know this James Bond movie I'm talking about, and they can uh, cite it. But, so anyway, so so it's it seems I like... this chat room really listens to us, by the way. No, no, they're just sitting there bitching about, how come Adam and John do the show together in the same location? They, they should have dinner together and record it. That's Pierce what Brosnan. About. Ah, Pierce Brosnan, right. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Just take a look at the Obama administration. Take a look at all of the Goldman Sachs executives who are in there and have been in there and how rampant it is. Uh, in fact, uh, this report even says that... Uh, Economists around the world are now calling Wall Street the fourth branch of the government, which I think is kind of funny. I like it. Well, here we go. Well, since we're on that topic, Fed refuses to disclose recipients of $2 trillion. <laughs> well, they've, they, they, they've been re re refusing that for months. They're refusing now a new uh, Bloomberg uh, suit. 
But no, the the big news is not that so much as that is the where is it? It's the fact that they tried to slip in a uh, audit the uh, Fed. Right. Oh, right. And, they tried to slip attach it to another bill. Yeah, and it's just uh, no, ain't gonna happen. This whole thing ain't gonna happen. Well, they do have enough to pass the House, but the, the pro- I guess what I did not know is even if you have like 280 people or whatever who 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 co-sponsor a bill, it still has mm-hmm. to be introduced, right? And that Nancy Pelosi would have to introduce this bill. How does that work, John? I mean, no, they get, they kept the, the writer out of the bill. By the way, uh, it's a Tomorrow Never Dies seems to be the movie. But tell me, how how do you get a bill onto the floor of the House? I mean, is this like some magical process? No, it's just a, it's just it goes through it. Go it, first, it's written up, and then it goes through a committee, and then the committee has to submit it to the House, and then the House has to accept it, and that's done through a, a various. It's just a bureaucracy until it gets to the floor, and then when it gets to the floor, it gets voted on after debate. Okay, so but it, it takes uh, a long time, by the way. Can it take years and years? The committee is, is where all the action is. It's the committees, the committees, the committees. The committees are the ones who make the decision whether it's going to be put out or not. And it usually gets you always to think killed in committee uh, because the committee just says no, we're not going to do it. Well, and when you have it, then the, the committee's dominated by the party in charge, so it'd be all this. So the committee maybe had nine people, and it's five Democrats and four Republicans, or six Democrats and three Republicans. And oh, if the Democrats don't want okay. the bill to go out, boom, stays as killed in committee. Well, that's kind of a weird process. It's a good process. It takes a, it slows things down well, no, as much it as all, it, can, it well, can. Doesn't that, The yeah. problem is, is all these people adding things to the bill at the end. Right. The bill comes out of committee. It's a fine bill, and then people start slipping in the bullshit. Right. Well, how come this can't be slipped in as bullshit on some other bill? They're going to try. But it's obviously if it can't get slipped into as bullshit on this bill, it's going to be just as hard to be slipped into as bullshit on any bill. They're not going. It's not going to happen. That's so disappointing. Our system clearly doesn't work. Well, no, that part doesn't work. It's corrupt. It does work if it wasn't for corrupt politicians, and the and the fixes in, and the fact that the whole country is being run by public relations departments. You know, the only thing that's actually saved us is the fact that we, the public relations departments, which were at, at just before the Internet came along and the web started taking over, essentially the public relations departments of all these large corporations were writing the newspapers. Newspaper <laughs> people weren't reporting on anything. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> You're but so now they can't right. do that anymore because they don't know who's the, who's the movers and shakers out there. I mean, when was the last time you were called by a public relations person regarding this show? They don't even know it exists. So along those very lines, we, by uh, the way, have an audience as big as most newspapers. So yeah, know, so what? Yeah, they're screwed up. And we actually make money. <laughs> We're not actually losing money on the deal. <laughs> we have to beg for it, but we do make some. Yeah, I mean, we're not losing a million dollars a week. <laughs> so, uh, like our local paper in San Francisco, Carrie, our uh, New York research department, Carrie Lutz, uh, sent. Uh, I think he sent it to you as well, John, a, um, an article that ran in the New York Post, which, of course, is a tabloid newspaper. But in these days, I would say that you'll probably get more real news from the tabloid newspapers than you'll get from, from any other source, which, of course, they're the only ones that can actually print it because it's so outrageous that it gets written off as crazy talk. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the title of this is Gag the Internet. Apparently, Cass Sunstein a Harvard Law professor who has been appointed to a post 
within the Obama administration that will grant him powers, as the article says, that are merely mind-boggling. It explicitly supports using the courts to impose a chilling effect on speech that might hurt someone's feelings. So this is how yeah. uh, how he's working on uh, stifling free speech on the internet. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good effect. It's, it's a it's a it might work. It might. His, he has a new book which is coming out. Advanced copies, uh, of course, were read by uh, by the uh, the journalist who wrote this article. His book is called "On Rumors: How Falsehoods Spread, Why We Believe Them, What Can Be Done." Uh, it's going out to reviewers ahead of its September publication date. But considering the prominence with which Sunstein is about to be endowed, and I'm going to he's he's actually his um, he has been chosen by President Obama to head the White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs. John, finally, the Ministry of Truth. It's here. It's about time. <laughs> the White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs. Uh, this has been reported in the Wall Street Journal, but of course it's uh, you haven't really heard about this because we're more concerned with Michael Jackson's murder. Um, and let me see if I can find... Uh, here we go. He worries, that's Sustine, that we're headed for a future in which, quote, people's beliefs are a product of social networks working as echo chambers in which false rumors spread like wildfire. That future, though already here, according to Sunstein, we hardly need to imagine a world, however, in which people and institutions are being harmed by the rapid spread of damaging falsehoods via the Internet. We live in that world. What might be done to reduce the harm? Well... He questions the libel standard. Uh, basically, it comes down to a notify and, and take that, that down. That puts you and, you and myself in the driver's seat when it comes to some of those early lawsuits. Yeah, well. You know, it's always somebody saying something nasty about us. Yeah, right. And it hurts my feelings. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> my feelings are so freaking hurt, John. What he's going for is a, um, a libel, so a system of... Uh, notify and takedown. So we'll have takedown notices for untruths on the internet. So if you write an a untruth, a yeah, yeah, yeah. A notify and takedown. They'll be, they'll be, what are you going to, this is going to be the government dole because they're going to have to hire millions of people to do this. <laughs> I want a job. I want, I got to study some law. I got to pass the bar. I got to get into some kind of law program. Takedown notice for, for, and by the way, how does that work with global warming? Oh well, oh geez, well of course, you know, you if if you say that global warming doesn't exist, you'll get a takedown notice. Yeah, you'll get a total takedown notice. We were talking about um, what's her name, the uh, the weird chick who was testifying. We had a, a sound clip of her last time. Janine Garofalo? <laughs> she looks a bit like Janine Garofalo, but no, that's not the one. The other one. The <laughs> uh, uh, Lisa Jackson? Lisa Jackson, yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm just skimming through my email to find this, uh, to find this clip. Uh, how come I can't find this now? Let me just uh, search for it. Um, so apparently two years ago, the Supreme Court passed a ruling that said that the EPA, which she now heads, um, would be allowed to create legislation to stop greenhouse gases. 
And she w- but there were several other memos that basically said there's no science to support that greenhouse gases are creating you know global warming. And I, I can't believe that maybe this wasn't the same hearing, John, that you pulled the clip from, but I have a YouTube video here, and it's the well, same. Wait a minute, I want to mention something. That you, you have to add to this to give you more background. There's also a, uh, a proviso uh, in, within that, that, that scenario you described that she, the head of the EPA, or any head of the EPA, not just her, can, can define, and they talked about this in these hearings, can define anything as a greenhouse gas if they want to, you know. Yes. So, so you could, which you know, means helium could be a greenhouse <laughs> gas. <laughs> well, I think CO2 pretty much covers most things since that's the shit we're exhaling when we breathe. So I think they did a pretty They're good gonna job. There's going to be a tax on that. You're going to have to hold your breath. And and in fact, that's where these the the prob the saying will come from. Don't hold your breath. There you go. So there's a smoking gun memo and Barrasso actually questions her on it and i think we should listen to a little bit of this uh, a little bit of this clip uh stop me when it gets too much for you john uh, yeah, I appreciate it. senator whitehouse comments that we need lawful fact-based regulation and i appreciate the uh, so this is barrasso uh, speaking ms jackson's comments that uh she wanted to make sure that we did this without overburdening small businesses and others okay and, and, and that brings to my concern and the question, Ms. Jackson, about the EPA recent proposal finding greenhouse gases, as you said, are a danger to the public health and welfare. It, it, oh, I know why, John. This is actually from uh, May, this, uh, this hearing. So I guess we missed this one altogether. It's the Environment and Public Works Committee. It really appears to me that that decision was based more on political calculation than on scientific ones. Um, in a memo that I received this morning, and it's marked deliberative attorney-client privilege, nine pages. You are mentioned on every page of this memo. It is a White House memo. Counsel in this administration repeatedly, repeatedly questions the lack of scientific support that you have for this proposed finding. It's here, nine pages. This is a smoking gun saying that your findings were political, not scientific. Not scientific. Here, page two. There is concern that the EPA is making a finding based on harm from substances that have no demonstrated direct health effects. <laughs> I love that. Such as respiratory or toxic effects. You then talk about regulating greenhouse gases and the economy. Dow Jones Newswire this morning. U.S. regulation of greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide quote, is likely to have serious economic consequences for businesses small and large across the economy. That's what a White House memo warned the Environmental Protection Agency earlier this year. Here it is, making the decision to regulate carbon dioxide under the Clean Air Act for the first time is likely to have serious economic consequences for regulated entities throughout the U.S. economy, including small businesses and small communities. This is really important stuff because people don't realize what's being voted on and how it will indeed completely tank every single company because of the high prices of energy costs, which will include just turning lights on. How do you square that when you say, I won't, don't want any overriding effect on the economy of small businesses? But this own internal document, marked deliberative attorney-client privilege, says everything you're proposing is going to have serious 
economic consequences now, let's to for our, our businesses answer. in this nation. Charlie Munger, who was the uh, Warren Buffett's partner at, uh, um, at Berkshire Hathaway, he was recently on CNBC. He said an artificial market and government-mandated carbon credits would be, quote, monstrously stupid to do right now. <laughs> he added that the move is almost demented, <laughs> demented. other nations' <laughs> intention to continue industrial development emitting vast amounts of greenhouse gases. I could go on, but I am fascinated to, to, to see what you have been saying and yet to see what the White House has been writing and where you're on every page. Would you like to comment? Certainly, I'd like to comment, Senator. Is she uh, Latina? It's hard. She's mixed. I, yeah. You can't tell. She's like she looks like she she kind of has a, a, a I don't know. I, she's she's not. She's maybe half black, half Latin, or Puerto Rican. She might be Puerto Rican. I don't know. Hey, Jackson's John, her last name could be anything. Your your voice just went up like four octaves. That's pretty cool. How do you do that? Is so is someone in the house downloading porn again? No. Hmm. Might okay. be something going on. Well. Anyway. <laughs> you sound horrible. Do I? Just yeah. all of a sudden? You sound, <laughs> you went up three octaves, I swear to God. I wish you I could hear what, it. Well let me see what I've got going and maybe there's something downloading. <laughs> nope. Well, I just sound like this all the time now. I like it. We'll keep are you what did you do with the real Dvorak? <laughs> Who are you? I've got him. I've captured Mr. Devarak. All humans must die. I, I don't have that document in front of me, uh, so I'll comment generally um, on Madam any Chair, of the issues you you bring up. May I just inquire if the senator intends to make that document a matter of record? Hell yeah! Though I'd ask with, unanimous consent. With your permission, Madam Chairman, I would be happy to do that. That way we all know what we're talking. Oh, about. she she makes a face. Oh man, you just want to hate her. About him. I appreciate she's, it. Thank she's you, a horrible person. Yes, she is. I'm, I'm sorry if I hurt her feelings by saying that. Oh, you, you could get a takedown notice for saying that, dude. I, I will answer briefly, Senator, because I, I suspect we will she's have this so discussion smug. many times. I, yeah. I disagree with several of the characterizations. The first is that the endangerment finding is a scientific finding mandated by law, mandated by the Supreme Court. Which, by the way, is not true. Because if you look at the documents, and I'll put those in the show notes as well, the Supreme Court actually did not say you have to make regulations. They said it says, well, you know, you could if you wanted to, but it has to be based on scientific fact, which of course what the big dispute is. The Supreme Court ruled two years ago that EPA owed the American people a determination as to whether greenhouse gases, either in whole or individually, endanger public health and welfare. That analysis had been done. Uh, really before I took the oath of office. Oh, oh, oh that all happened with someone else. I, I wasn't a part of that. Wir haben es nicht gewusst. Um, we did review it, as I promised to do at my confirmation hearing. We reviewed the science of it. We reviewed the science. You look like a scientist, Miss Jackson. We went through... She uh, looks like it, a... Uh, like a what? She doesn't know anything. I don't know. You know, she used to be the head. She got the job because she was the head of the some the New Jersey. She worked with the governor's office or something. She was the head of the New Jersey Air Board for a while or something like that. So she somehow I don't know how they picked her, but it was r ridiculous. And I'll tell you this: I used to work at one of my many jobs. Of course, I was an air pollution inspector. Hold, hold on, John. John, hold on a second. And now something really weird is going on because 
First of all, the voice is killing me. Second of all, it, you even look like you're offline on Skype. You're, you're, you're. Oh no, I'm on, I'm on invisible, but that I do that. That's okay. The, well, I can change that. Go, go like on, go on invisible for a second, and let me call you back because this is this is not okay. All right. Go. So for, make sure that you're not. If, can I still call you? If you're there, you go. All right. Say something. And yes, you can. By the way, you okay. can call me when I'm uh, okay, invisible. Well, let's try it right now. All right, you're back, and the question was, who, who is this Lisa Jackson? Yeah, she was like the head of the New Jersey uh, Air Board for a while, and she's a bureaucrat. And she, I don't think she even has a science degree or anything, so I don't, know what she, I don't know why she's the head of the EPA. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. There's probably plenty of very qualified people, but they've got this woman. But the Jersey connection is always a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. hey, like I be, said, go easy on Jersey, man. Go easy. Just saying. So uh, I worked for the air pollution district as a young man, and uh, we had some guys from Jersey that were part of this. And they said that basically, essentially, when they went out and did their job in Jersey, were air pollution guys. It was all buy payoffs and buy You know, there's, there was no real work. Yeah. It was all you know grease. And uh, so now this is the woman coming from a a, 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 a and she's, story. And she's brand new, right? She she was just appointed the the new head of the FDA. Uh, oh no, uh, EPA. She, EPA. She's really reasonably new, isn't she? Yeah, she's brand new. She's Obama's man, and <laughs> and uh, man she is. <laughs> and uh, I just don't trust her, yeah. and I don't like her. I don't like the smugness. I I don't think a, a government servant should be talking down to everybody the way she does she's she's incredibly glib and smug and arrogant she's creepy yeah well let's listen to some more of that glibness agency review through the white house so uh, again i'm not sure what that document may say it's deliberative so obviously it's people's opinions um oh, and it's people's opinions it does not mean regulation i have said over and over as has the president that we do understand that there are costs to the economy of addressing global warming emissions and that the best way to address them is through a gradual move to a market-based program like cap and trade oh, oh my god Ugh. There's a difference between a cap-and-trade program, which can be authorized by legislation and is being discussed, and a regulatory program. With respect to EPA's regulatory authority, it is true that if the endangerment finding is final... The, John, the endangerment finding. you got to love it. ...EPA would have authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions, and what I've said in that regard is that we would be judicious, we would be deliberative, we would follow science, we would follow the law... And I would call your attention to our greenhouse gas registry rule, where we particularly didn't look for small businesses to register um, or have to report emissions. If you want an indication of, of where we know the, the significant sources of greenhouse gases are, they're in transportation and the utility sector. So what she's saying is she's, she's actually turning it around and she's saying, oh, well, you know, small businesses won't have to pay for cap and trade. But she's she's avoiding the point, which is the the whole cap and trade program will raise energy prices to an extreme degree. That's what oh, she's it'll make avoiding. it impossible for. Yeah, well, this is because she, you know, I don't know if she's being insincere or she's an, or she's an idiot. I'm not absolutely sure one of the two. But uh, there's an article that people should try to track down. And I'll send you. Make sure it'll be in the show notes, which is the Telegraph's article on July 11th, uh, 2009. Just came out. Climate change, the sun and the oceans do not lie by Christopher Booker, and he goes. 
goes on and on and on with the with the what a crock that this seems to be, uh, especially the cap and trade. But he, he makes. Let me just read this. A very funny first uh, paragraph. Uh, the moves now being made by the world's political establishment to lock us into December's Copenhagen Treaty to halt global warming are as alarming as anything that's happened in our lifetimes. And last week in Italy, the various branches of our emerging world government, G8 and G20, agreed in principle that the world must by 2050 cut its CO2 emissions in half. Britain and the U.S. are already committed to cutting their fossil fuels by more than 80%. Short of an unimaginable technological revolution, this could only be achieved by closing down virtually all of our economic activity. No electricity, no transport, no industry. All of this is being egged on by a gigantic publicity machine, by the UN, by serried ranks of government-funded scientists, by cheerleaders such as Al Gore. Last week, comparing the fight against global warming to that against Hitler's Nazis. (laughs) Go telegraph. Go telegraph. And by politicians who have no idea what they are setting in train. This makes it this even odder that the runaway warming predicted by their computer models simply isn't happening. This, by the way, is being pointed out only by... There's somebody the other day that said, you know, right-wing talk radio listeners get this kind of information, and it never goes into the mainstream, and people are always baffled. That, and they cite, like, the Duke University uh, student fake uh, rape charges that everybody knew was phony that listens to uh, real news. But the New York Times was still promoting running these kids out of school, and it's just typical. This particular stuff right now, I'm hearing a lot about it. They have not been able to confirm any warming whatsoever over the past five or six years, and the and the and the and there's no sea level rising. In there's fact, nothing going. There on. are thirty thousand scientists who are and led by the uh, the guy who started the Weather Channel who are suing Al Gore and the UN about the so-called science of global warming. You don't even hear about that. No, of course not. Why would 30, you? Thirty thousand of which eight thousand are PhDs. 30,000. Nope. Too bad. You you know, I want to get that Janine Garofalo clip so we can play it over and over and over again. Which one is that? (laughs) Where she says, the Janine Garofalo clip that that we played a couple weeks ago where she says, everybody's in total agreement about this. Okay, hold on. I can find it. I know I can find it. Uh, Everybody's in total agreement. I'm everybody sure. yeah everybody yeah we played that that was a that was a while ago wasn't it yeah it was it's back there we you need we need to get a database for some of these because the one i really want to play over and over is jobs 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 jobs, jobs. Let's jobs. Vote for jobs yay <laughs> jobs she you know what janine garofalo i think she's just misguided you know she's she's not a shill she's just dumb she is dumb want to listen to a little bit more of uh, miss jackson Oh, yeah, I might as well. Don't call me nasty. Uh, one last quick question, Madam Chairman, if I could. Could, could you please expand, explain then by what authority can the EPA decide to not include all of these other emitters of carbon dioxide who do reach the admission thresholds set out in the Clean Air Act? I mean, how can anyone in your administration decide where to draw that line? The Good law, question. as you just said, Good is question. clear. So how do you not go after everyone or expose yourself to lawsuits? for all of those others. Senator, thanks. I I know this has been an issue that we've gone back and forth on. It's one I uh, look forward to having continued dialogue. Oh, typical spin answer. Oh, God. We'll keep going on back and forth on it. If it comes to that point, 
uh, where we're into a regulatory mode on greenhouse gas emissions, I will say only the following two things. I'm not prepared here to outline the legal strategy. Certainly it would be one of the things we would propose as part of a regulatory agenda. The second thing I would say is to remind you that we, in, under the Clean Air Act, have the potential to regulate all those sources you talk about. Yeah, we can, we can regulate everybody, including your fart, Senator. Now for other contaminants, schools and hospitals and farms and Dunkin' Donuts. And <gasps> did she just say Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she did. Let's listen to that again. Now for other contaminants, schools and hospitals and farms and Dunkin' Donuts. I say short Dunkin' Donuts. And we don't. I'll tell you this. Well, either that or, or she's, she's shilling for Dunkin' Donuts. I would be skeptical here because if the Sarah Palin could get busted for wearing a logo on her shirt, why is this woman plugging Dunkin' Donuts? And why? And she comes. She doesn't even come up with it. You know, if, if you're using an example, you, you almost like will pause for a second. But she it comes. It rolls right off her tongue like she's been talking about it. And Dunkin' Donuts, indeed. And Dunkin' Donuts. And we don't. Because we use, we, we make regulations smartly oh, to yeah. address the threats in the best way possible and with an eye towards understanding that we don't want to um, unduly affect those who can least afford to pay. So I do believe that the regulatory process uh, allows us the opportunity to make those decisions and to do it, but we're not at that point yet. Thank you. <sighs> <laughs> okay. As we move on to more crackpot news. Oh, I got. Some, I got. I, we don't. A little, should we have a little interlude, John? Something that I picked up uh, on YouTube, which I think is well worth playing a little piece of. Uh, this is. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. It's a little bit of music for you, everybody. That a human being can get a bird flu or a swine flu is if it is injected in them. This is a trillion featuring pataphysics and NRT. It's called Say No to the Vaccine. Oh, God. It's a great clip. I put the needle to the record because the needle is defective and the needle breaks the record when the needle is the method for prevention of the fever, bringing death to the receiver. There's no effort in believing that the method All right, okay. You got to listen to the lyrics. You got to see the video. We'll put it in the show send notes. A, uh, send a, make sure that's in the show notes. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I mean, it's getting actually, it's going beyond crackpot. Uh, the, uh, the 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 vaccination stuff is. And by the and by the way, we are aware of that that we we talked about when we had that woman do her pitch about you know what the government's going to do. That she is an anti-vaccination person running an anti-vaccination site. Our concern is that, or at least mine is, that the site is so slick. Well, not only that, that but the site is registered. It looks like a honeypot to me. I, I have to agree. A lot of people are saying, oh, you should do your research. The MVIC, it's an anti-vaccination organization. Yeah, it's an anti-vaccination organization. Two things I don't like. Three things. One is it's very, very slick. Two, it really doesn't have a donation page. Now, I don't know a lot. I mean, Jesus Christ, we asked for donations. We got a big star buttons to click on for our donations. They don't really have a donation page anywhere. It's We have to really go to the site overview and somewhere hidden in it, there's like, here's how you can donate 25 bucks. Um, on top Which of that. makes no sense at all. They're asking you to post your personal information. Yeah, they say, they say they won't do anything with it, but they do ask you to post it. And third, they're registered in Virginia. Okay? Now, 
Why are they in Virginia, home of all spooks, I might add? Right. Why are all, they registered all in Virginia? All things spooks all are things in Virginia. Spook is in Virginia. You know, if you're going to set up a nonprofit, wouldn't you want to set it up in anywhere but Virginia? It just doesn't seem like the right place to do it. And I'm I'm very very concerned about, you know, the stuff they're asking people to to to, to give them the information that they're requesting. So and yep. it's then again, let's point out again, it's extremely slick. It doesn't seem to be really begging for money like you'd think. There's something amiss. Now, she may be the most sincere person in the world. She could be, a, you know, very, you know, much into what she's what she says she's into. But I'm just not happy with with what I'm seeing. And so we're skeptical. That's all. Yeah, but we're not idiots. Oh, you don't do your research. Oh, you, oh my favorite. You're not doing your homework. Your homework. Hey, I'm not in college. I'm not in high school. I don't do homework. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> it's my favorite new jingle. You will obey. You will take, obey. You will take the shot. A form of the Ebola virus has been detected in pigs for the first time, raising concerns it could mutate and pose a new risk to humans, reports the BBC. <laughs> the Ebola Reston virus. Everything's going to mutate and kill us all. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, we need to have a backup plan. You know, if, if people don't go for the swine flu, Ebola already has kind of that deathly uh, thing to it. Oh yeah, Ebola's bad. Yeah, researchers are concerned that pigs might provide a melting pot where the virus could mutate into something more menacing for humans. Hey, BBC, how's it feel being on the payroll of the CIA? The new discovery in the Philippines is featured in the Journal of Science. Is that a real publication, the Journal of Science? Oh, yeah. No, it's a big one. However, the researchers from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention stress that the virus at present appears to pose no risk to humans. Right. <laughs> Just a setup. It's the setup. It's the, uh, the pre, uh, you know, you, you telegraph your blow. It's code. Yeah, you're right. Uh, got a great uh, report from... Abel, I don't even know if he wants me to mention his name. No, he doesn't say anything. I, I'd just like to read this for a second, uh, and, and I really appreciate he wrote it in English. It's not, his, uh, it's not his native tongue. And he gives us a report from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, and, uh, you know, so he loved the show, blah, blah, blah. You guys are crazy, but, you, you know, you're spot on. Um, I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Everything here is the same, only on a smaller scale. The mass media is con mainly controlled by one big multimedia. They own the largest newspaper, TV channel, news cable channel, two cable networks, and an ISP, among uh, other things. Now, if you start wondering if allowing such a concentration was a good idea, yes. And they focus on drilling their political opinion. Real news, of course, Michael Jackson is the big story. Britney Spears also shooting a new video. And, of course, putting as much fear into the people as possible. The fear comes mainly in the form of crime news. But now a new star is born in Buenos Aires. Swine flu. We had election a few weeks ago. The flu was a minor story on TV and papers. But when elections was, was old news, the swine flu hit the big time. It's called influenza A here, as the suffix H1N1 is too long for the idiots on TV here. The rest of the news banging is staggering. People are freaking out. Some stuff is out of stock, like cleaning gel with alcohol and surgical masks. 
But this is not the worst. Remember, this is a report from Buenos Aires, okay? So this is a report from a real producer listener who listens to this show, one of your colleagues. This is not the worst. Schools and universities have been suspended for a couple of weeks now to avoid the transmission risk. Cinemas and theaters are closing as well. The general idea, you catch this flu, you die. The number, of, the number of victims is also sketchy. The official count right now is about 80, but hey, a lot of people die here. We have, we're a, we have, uh, pe- most people die here. Poor people die of hunger, a country with 10,000 yearly deaths just from car accidents. Bear in mind the total population is only 40 million, a country where dozens die from. Dengue. Yes, of course. These are very poor people in the north, close to the border with Bolivia and Paraguay. Paraguay, of course, where the bushes are going to move to. So no one gives a shit about them. Besides, the danger <laughs> stares there. It doesn't spread or threaten good and remote cities like Buenos Aires. The media rarely, if ever, covers these deaths. Yeah, good cities. In conclusion, we don't even need a compulsive vaccination. People will happily form queues and pay for it. Nothing like a nice and feared middle-class asshole. The people behind all this count on them. Last topic, Monsanto. I won't bore you with the details. Monsanto has a legal dispute with our country claiming royalties for the GM soybeans as they didn't have much luck here. They tried to get it from, uh, get it in Europe from the buyers. Keep up the good shows. I'm going to go with a $24 yearly subscription. Hey, I'm from South America after all. Abel, thank you very much. We, uh, we highly, highly appreciate your report. Very, very important, this kind of stuff. It is. We need more stuff like that. Uh, meanwhile, Bill Gates is in the news. This may I, this is borderline real news story. Oh, you might want to. You might. So apparently, some patent watchers found that Bill Gates has reportedly filed several patents aimed to stop hurricanes. Uh, Gates and other inventors plan to use large fleets of vessels to mix warm Gulf of Mexico surface water with colder water under the surface. Conduits would extend from one vessel beyond the ocean's thermocline, which is an invisible line separating the warmer mixed layer of waters closer to the surface and the cooler and calmer water that is seen further below. Huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, isn't this tampering with Mother Nature? Well, yeah. Uh, Maybe he is. should be. Shouldn't he be doing carbon swap outs or something to even do this or even talk about it? I don't know. Well, I think the the whole joke, of course, is that the government has the ability to control the weather. They've had it for many, many, many oh, years. Oh, here we go. And uh, well, please, <laughs> we please once again go look at the uh, weather maps on September eleventh, two thousand one. You'll see that there was a huge hurricane just off the coast of New York. No one ever talks about it. I mean, a huge one. And right after the attacks, the buildings came down, it went away. This is what HARP is, of course, H-A-A-R-P. Go Google that. Um, They have this capability to create hurricanes, so I presume that they also have the capability to uh, uh, divert them or destroy them. So I don't know why Gates is is doing this. uh, Yeah, you think he'd know better. Yeah. So... Here's another story I, I, I couldn't... This one here is... This ran in the blog, Dvork.org slash blog. Uncle Dave found it. I thought it was a classic. This You probably haven't heard this one yet. Recovery.gov. By the way, they never bothered to get recovery.org because they're too dumb. Recovery.gov is going to cause a... They're going to make it or they're going to redo the site. 
and they're going to re to, to, just to redo a site, a website. Oh wait, they're going to drop eight. How much? Eighteen million dollars. <laughs> Who has been awarded this contract, John? I wish it was me. Yeah, <laughs> we could set up a Squarespace site in seconds and make it really rock. The contract calls for spending nine point five million in January. In other words, they're going to drop ten million in six months for a website. What? Is, this is our new. This happened. Does this got something to do with Obama's superstar? You know, tech guy. That's the the czar of tech. Well, you know, this I mean, is, what this is, is the is, deal uh, here? This is like a you know, you can find three three coders in a basement that can do a better job than these guys are going to do, and it's going to cost you like nothing, a couple hundred thousand dollars max. John, John, you've got to go to the website of the the company that was awarded this uh, contract, smarttronics.com. Sierra, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Romeo, Oscar, November, India, X-Ray. And, uh, oh, this is like a total militaristic site. NetOps, providing net-centric enterprise services to operate, defend, and assure the global information grid. Oh, my Smartronics. God. Smartronics. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. There's, they actually have two sites. they got one spelled with a C and one spelled with an X. Well, it's the one with the X. <clears throat> the, uh, that's the parent site, according to this thing. Um... Uh, Wow. Why are, so these guys, here it is. Smartronics is honored to have been selected as the GSA Alliant Prime. GSA, wow. GSA, GSA. This is, uh, <clears throat> GSA Government is like, services. Yeah. But, but it's, wait, it's GSA Alliant Prime. It's not, what is this, a science fiction novel? What are they coming <laughs> up with these names? John. Play the You Will Obey thing again. It's a, <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, we definitely need that. Hold on. Let me get to it. <laughs> the GSA Alliant Prime in support of recovery.gov, a former, formal press release will soon to follow. Not one newspaper has picked up on the fact that this is a fiasco. $18 million? $18 million to do a website? Oh. <sighs> Enterprise software solutions, but they're they're like a what is NetOps? So they do uh, NetOps. Smart provides. They got, they got a lot of interesting uh, Ajax on this site. Yeah, I mean it's not like they obviously they know what they're doing, but they also they know what they're doing in terms of design. Except that the way they have uh, actually the way they switch pages could be better, but they uh, they know what they're kind of doing in terms of design, but they obviously really know what they're doing when it comes to working within the government framework. Let's see what uh, what jobs are available. C&D lead analyst. Two nerds at minimum wage to do the site. <laughs> Here, web developer. Here we go, web developer. They're hiring one guy. <laughs> That's all you need. That's the point. <laughs> We're looking for a developer that has two or more years' experience in web development that includes at least one year experience in application development for SharePoint. Oh, God. SharePoint? Yeah, they're building on ASP. Oh, that's hilarious. Jeez. $18 million. So the initial outlay, which will be $9,516,324. Oh, why don't you put 75 cents in there as well? Covers yeah, many, really? What are you kidding well, me? Look, 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 this, here it comes. Covers many facets. Redesign and construction of a new website. 
installation of hardware and software infrastructure, hosting and operations for the website, more robust data storage, an enhanced content management system, and contract la- contract labor support and other features. If the recovery board exercises options under the contract, the cost could total $17,948,518 over a period ending in January 2014. 2014! Oh my God! With the, oh, this is cool. With the assistance of GSA, said Earl E. Devaney, the recovery board chairman, we proceeded in a careful fashion to find the best value for the taxpayer dollar. Unbelievable. He went on to say, (laughs) he went on to say, in the end, this website, above all else, must be user friendly and provide the public with necessary information on how its money is being spent. Unbelievable. (laughs) It's the scam of the decade. Oh my God! And was, so this, funny about hold, it, I, was this an open? Was there an open tender for this? Could we have put in our, our our Squarespace Squarespace skills? I mean, please. I mean, we look at the, look go to noagenda.squarespace.com and tell me we couldn't have built uh, a great recovery.gov site with the Squarespace technology or and WordPress or WordPress WordPress.com free, free. You can get free hosting even. Yeah, <laughs> they'd love to do the government site. Oh, here it is. Devaney and the 12 inspectors general who comprise the recovery board, let's find out who they are in a minute, describe the contract as firm fixed and competitively bid for operations and maintenance, providing a full solution package to include develop the next generation of recovery.gov, which will be visually pleasing, user-friendly, and highly interactive. Dude, we wrote this crap in 1997, and we scammed companies then. Here, a mapping capacity that allows users to search for spending all the way down to their own neighborhoods. Oh, it's called geo-information services, douche. The capacity to store and easily download massive amounts of data. A state-of-the-art security platform that will protect the integrity and the availability of the data and a backup system in the event of a major catastrophe such as 9-11 or a large-scale power outage. Contract support to perform a wide array of hosting, maintenance, and operational services. Why did they mention out of the blue a large-scale power outage? That's or, not or, in the conversation. Or 9-11 type event. Here's the board. Let's, let me see who's on this freaking board. Who are these people? Members. Who are the who are the members of this board? The honorable Oh my god, John. Oh jeez. You got to see where are you, this. Where are you getting that? Where are you? I'm, where I'm are getting you? it from recovery.gov. Here's the link. Oh, the board. I see it. The honorable Earl E. Devaney, who looks like uh like a like a judge in a hick town where you get arrested for speeding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> he does, and he's proud of that look. Okay, what is his what is his deal? He was uh, he's the, leading the board. Yeah, but blah, what, blah, what's blah. his background? Oh, I'm going to I'm, now. I'm ready to read more. You're now exiting the recovery.gov website. You will now access something or other. It's a site that doesn't work. Doing doing dot. No, that came up. D o i o i g dot gov. That works yeah, working. Oh, I have no idea what that is. It's the not, Department of Something. Uh, uh, here he is. Uh, here's a picture of him. 
my goodness. You have to click on that link when that thing comes up. Um, yeah, I did. He's a law enforcement guy, police officer. Yeah, there you go, for some hick town. Where you get <laughs> well, he's some hick town in Massachusetts. Oh, my god. Graduated goodness. from Franklin and Marshall College in 1970 with a degree in government. He became a special agent with the United States Secret Service. There you go. So he's the head guy? Yep. He's the director of the Office of Criminal Enforcement. Hey, go oh, to... They're going to have a real user-friendly site to be taking names <laughs> and numbers. <laughs> Oh. You know, oversaw all the EPA's criminal investigations. Dude, these, the are forensic all, these are all law enforcement people. Look at them. Yeah, how's, what's this got to do with recovery? Why aren't we having economists? None of them is an economist. They're all Treasury the Inspector, Inspector General of Homeland Security is one of them. The Inspector General of the Department of the Agriculture, Fong. What's that got to do with recovery? I don't know necessarily. Well, check, check out the Honorable J. Russell Inspector George. General. These are all Inspector Generals. These are all cop, basically cops. Yeah, this guy, Russell George, he was uh, nominated by George W. Bush as the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. Prior to this role, Mr. George served as the Inspector General of the Corporation for National and Community Service. Oh, my goodness. Mary Mitchelson, she looks kind of like Esther Dyson. Oh, it's just more like John Markoff. <laughs> and then Mary L. Kendall, who could be hot if she had a different hairdo and a big rack. Well, she also has her neck is too thick. She's also an attorney for federal... It's all law enforcement. That's really weird. That's totally weird. Why is recovery.org, which is supposed to tell you all dot, these things, dot gov, all... Dot gov. Dot gov. I'm sorry. Dot org is probably a better one, which is somebody else has, I suppose. Uh, check it out. <clears throat> the board Why, has... What's, Go ahead. It's, this is fishy. Now you got eighteen million bucks going in. Now know where the money is because you, they always need eighteen million bucks to, for all the law enforcement that's going to be going on. So anyone who goes to recovery.gov and looks up something, they're going to be tracked like a dog. Fuck yeah! Hey, at least they're being transparent. <laughs> yeah, the guys are there. At least they don't have mysterious board members. So, hello, news organizations, mainstream media. Would you mind for just a minute focusing on this and looking at the ridiculous? You know, there is infrastructure. You don't need new... In I mean, why does this site have to be so secure? You know, it doesn't. It's just give it's me an the information site. It's a brochure. Look at all the links at the, at the bottom, John. What is this? USA.gov, GobiernoUSA.gov, USAspending.gov, Grants.gov, FedBizOps.gov, GovLoans.gov, Benefits.gov. What the? They're spending a million dollars in logo design. <laughs> what the hell is this stuff? Look at this Grants.gov logo. This thing costs money. That's not a cheap logo. GovernmentLoans.gov. That's a nice logo, too. That costs money. I can say, believe me. I can see a logo that costs money. This wasn't done by some by one of the members of the committee. Can we get a grant? Let's go to grants.gov. Can I we get think a grant? We should. I think let's see if we can get a grant. Maybe they'll that'll get us to shut up. <laughs> yeah. We will go away if you give us enough money. Find, apply, right. succeed. Grants.gov is your source to find and apply for federal government grants. This wow. bullshit about you're exiting this website. You're exiting the website. I hate that. Grant. Yeah, I know I'm exiting the website. That's the way the web works, you idiots. <laughs> keyword search. Okay, let's say keyword search should be, um, what's our search? Um, uh, money. 
Hey, wait, search grants. <laughs> no, grants. By okay. the way, this site, this looks like it was done by one of these agents, one of these companies. Oh, that, John, this is John, 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 I put in grants. It comes up with, did you mean grannies? <laughs> no results found. Please rephrase your query. <laughs> no results found for grants at grants.gov. Uh, let me try um, conspiracy. Hold on. Con. Conspiracy. <laughs> Let's see if that comes up with anything. Conspiracy. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. What? Well, okay. you went to Google. Did you, did you, no, I'm no, looking at the grant site. We can get uh, opportunity title, Lib Liberia Civil Society and Media Project, Community hmm. Prevention of Mother-to-Child Transmission. Yeah, that's conspiracy, all right. Empowering Pakistan. Water and sanitation program. These are all part. These will come up under under conspiracy. I don't get anything when I type in conspiracy. Where? While well, you're looking at the right place. No, I don't know. You hit the search thing at the top. No, here. No, 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 no. Here, I'm doing the grant search. Here's the link. Oh, okay. Grant search. Basic basic search. And I put in conspiracy. And I get all this whacked out crap. So you under keyword you put conspiracy there. Yeah, under the basic search. Wow. Okay, I'm looking at that. Wow. Bangladesh HIV AIDS follow-on activity, local governance, civil society partnership to improve capacity for service delivery. This is there's some serious money out there that we should be able to get. <laughs> sure looks like it. But this is all Nigeria, Thailand. Yeah, we're sending money to Nigeria. Local governance, civil society partnerships to improve capacity for service delivery. Oh, right, here, so the post here, here. office gets the, the letter? Here we go. Prepare for pandemic preparedness. Where's this? Which this is, page? Uh, hold on, I'll send you. Are you on page one still or two? No, I already went further. I'll send you the link. There it is. The synopsis for this grant opportunity is detailed below. Eligible applicants, others. Okay, to be eligible for the cooperative agreement under this RFA, an organization must be a U.S.-based institution. Ba 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 ba. Description, the USAID is launching a coordinated comprehensive program designed to minim minimize the impact of specific newly emergent diseases of animal origin, which pose a significant threat to human health and development. The program must be managed by the USAID Avian and Pandemic Influenza Unit. Huh? USAID will closely work with international host governments, USG, and private sector entities to coordinate activities and, ins and ensure that USAID... Who is this USAID? That's an economic hitman. Is that a company, USAID? Uh, it's an agency or something. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, as far as I, I as soon as I, every time I see it, it's, in fact, it's the United States. No, no, it's, it's the United States. Here it is, USAID.gov. Oh, man. USAID from the American people. This is money we're giving away. The U.S. Yeah. Agency well, for International it's, Development. It's, yeah, that's what it is. It, that this is the it, this is the economic hitman that we've talked about in the past. It, that's what this is. This is a, what is this web? Oh, I'm looking at USA.com. It's funny. Nice move. I, you don't know why, why the government doesn't grab these ancillary. What is yeah, USA? These sites, by the way, are crappy. You know what? These are eighteen million dollar websites, John. This is not just any old site. It's unbelievable. The U.S. Agency for International Development is an independent agency, independent, that provides economic like development and humanitarian assistance around the world in support of the foreign policy goals of the United States. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, economic yeah. hitmen. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Which is fine. 
Uh, we have, a, you know, our foreign policy. I mean, we we are. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. A I record of accomplishment: years. more than three million lives saved or created every year through U.S. <laughs> through the U.S. aid immunization program. Wait, 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 stop! No, I made that up. This I made it up. I made it up. Oh, you did. But it does say more than three million lives are saved every year through U.S. aid immunization programs, i.e., pharma testing. 80,000 people and $1 billion in the U.S. and Filipino assets were saved due to early warning equipment installed by U.S. aid that warned that, that, warned that the Mount Pinatubo volcano was about to erupt in 1991. Huh? That's it? Oral is rehydration that the, is that the therapy. the best we can come up with? Oral rehydration therapy, a low-cost and easily administered solution developed through USAID programs in Bangladesh, is, created, is credited with saving tens of millions of lives around the globe. Yeah, I'll give you some oral hydration. Come over here. I'll hydrate you. All right, let's, uh, let's move off of this because it's just driving me nuts. Yeah. Let's do something All right, else. so uh, how are we doing for time on this yeah, show? Yeah, I think we, uh, we got like 10 more minutes and then we're done. All right, well, there's an interesting story that cropped up about how apparently the Bush surveillance program went way beyond the Fourth Amendment. Now they've, they've killed it, you know, and everybody's upset. Now they're blaming Cheney. He was doing a deal with the CIA, and the CIA was told to stop this program. It's still a secret. We don't know what it was about. And apparently, according to reports, the CIA had no objection to stopping it because they probably felt that they had their tit in the ringer. If this, you know, any information got about what they were actually doing domestically, I'm guessing. Yeah. Now, so the question on my mind is, when do they indict somebody from the Bush administration? <laughs> well, they won't. Why? It sounds to me as though they violated all kinds of laws. Well, there it, are laws against doing a lot of the stuff they were doing. It's just against the law. I mean, isn't that where we're a nation of laws? Aren't there laws? I mean, they they bust people. You know, they had some case my wife was pointing out to me. Some woman in Alameda or some kid had carved her name or, or just took a, a felt-tip pen and, and wrote, I love J Joey or something on the, uh, <laughs> on the bench on at the, on the bench at the on an AC transit bench, and the cops picked her up, arrested her for terrorism and all kinds of weird because they didn't couldn't read her writing, and they thought it may be a threat. And the woman's going through the the whole you know system of uh, the justice system for for scribbling. When in, in the olden days, of course, she would have made her clean it up and sent her home. I mean, they're doing that, but meanwhile, people are violating the Fourth Amendment, breaking U.S. code laws left and right, and there's nothing. Nope. Nothing. Oh, okay, just wanted to get that straight. Uh, we, we would be amiss if we did not mention, and this is a Bloomberg report. There's other sources with uh, with better pictures than the Bloomberg uh, report. I'll put those in the show notes, of course. Noagenda.media.com, noagenda.squarespace.com. The $18 million value we received from uh, Squarespace. Russian President Dmitry Medvedev illustrated his call for a supranational currency to replace the dollar by pulling from his pocket a sample coin of a united oh, yeah. future world currency. Here it is, yeah. Medvedev. Told reporters today in L'Aquila, Italy, after summit of the Group of Eight Nations, you can see it and touch it. The coin, which bears the words <laughs> "unity in diversity," isn't that directly from 1984, John? Isn't that I actually? Is not that Chris? Isn't that maybe it was? Maybe the coin's hold, a joke. Hold on, unity <laughs> in diversity, 1984. It, I think I read that in the book. It could be, but I mean, there's something like it in the book. That's for sure. 
the question on my mind is they gave one of these coins to every one of the members of the G20, I guess. Yeah. Or the G8 or whoever the hell was meeting. Whatever the whatever world government was trying to oh, screw oh, us. No, it's called – no, no. In Orwell, the double think was diversity is unity. It was exactly the other way around. That's what Orwell wrote. Diversity is unity and this is what? Unity in diversity. It's freaking Orwell. <laughs> oh He's quoting Orwell. <laughs> they do this and get away with it and not one media outlet picks it up you, you know you're sitting there in the sauna right with their fat bellies and their dicks hanging down laughing about this shit you know they're just sitting oh, yeah. there like <laughs> you are funny you make funny <laughs> this is a good one let's see if anyone picks up on this little joke <sighs> that's pathetic all right. Well, I'm sure our listeners will get a kick out of it. In fact, if our listeners do get a kick out of it, we wouldn't mind getting a kick back from them. Yes. Uh, we do have a number of, 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 of high roller financiers, producers that I want to mention from last week, uh, $50 and $100 donors. Uh, Malcolm Blair, 50 Martin Fasu, 100 Nice. Christopher Malmy, 50 Brandon Rolls, R-O-W-E-L-L-S, $50.02. You want to give us two cents $50 worth. $50.02. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, two Kev, yeah all right. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin Webb, $100. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, Isla, uh, Asha, Asha, oh, man. Ashadawi, that's it. Ashadawi. Uh, Yep. A-S-H-A-D-A-W-A, Ashadawi, that's got to be it. And it's Ila, I-Y-L-A, gave us, uh, I'm sure she's in some, uh, I actually didn't look up her country, I should, because uh, I would like to do that, I keep forgetting. Um, she gave us $133.50, which I assume is probably a, uh, a you know, something that How came much? out. What's the, what's the amount again? One thirty-three fifty. Oh, that's got to be a house resolution. Oh, that could be. But one thirty-three fifty. Oops. Daniel Harbold, fifty dollars. Griffin Meineke. I just love the name Meineke. H- I think Meineke. Isn't a <laughs> Meineke. Car uh, yeah. Uh, HR or something. HR thirteen three fifty. Is that was it one three three five zero? Yeah. A bill to authorize appropriations to the Energy Research and Development Administration in accordance with Section 216 of the Econ- Atomic Energy Act of 1954. No, I think it's a stretch, John. I don't think that's it. <laughs> it is a stretch. <laughs> anyway, Griffin Meineke gave us 60. Oh, uh, oh nice. Mike, well, we liked the 60. Mike Potter gave us 50. And then our big contributor this week was Jeff Wolfers. W O L F E R S, and he gave us a whopping two hundred fifty dollars, and we appreciate that. Thank That'll you very much, Jeff. He appreciate it. Just like us on the air for another uh, week, <laughs> a whole another week. You know what I'm doing though? Uh, I'm going to take some of uh, some of my portion of the uh, donations, and I'm going to buy more gold. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, now that this this diversity and unity coin has come out, you've got to expect uh, people to move towards gold. Uh, so I think that's going to be very important. And I'm also going to uh, purchase at least six months' worth of storable food because I think we're getting uh, 
within a year or two of something happening. Yeah, where... I have a better solution for that. What's that? Uh, if you've ever been in the mailing list business, uh, you would appreciate this. Uh, well, you know, the Mormons, uh, I think their religion requires them to store in their basements a year's worth of food. Mm -hmm. And so what you want to do is you want to rent a mailing list for something and just rent the Mormon list and then find out where all the local Mormons are and then, then, then uh, loot them. <laughs> oh, okay, and loot them. Uh, the opinions of John C. Dvorak are not necessarily the opinions of all of the hosts of No Agenda. Um, no, I'm going to buy some storable food and keep it for myself. You know what's funny? Mickey bought a, um, a – she went to the Red – which is right on the, cor the corner from us. She went to the Red Cross uh, uh, office, and she bought a survival kit. She said, you know, we should probably have one of these. And, and, and she said after the fact, she said, I should have bought one for 36 people. But she bought the one for two people because it's two of us, right? So I'm looking in this survival kit. And, and when I'm back in uh, San Fran, I get back Monday. So the show on Thursday, I will actually go through the contents of this Red Cross survival pack because it will do anything but help us survive. The funniest thing, though, it's a survival pack for two people. It includes only one face mask. I mean, yeah, what, well, that's the way it is. What is if the you message? Have a child, uh, you put yours on first. Yeah, but it, it was for two <laughs> people. Just, it was for two people. You get twice as much food. <laughs> if it was for two people, then shouldn't you have two face masks in there? I mean, come on. What's the, what's the message? Well, I'm sorry. One of you has got to go. Anyway, I want to. I forgot to mention the square, uh, noagenda.squarespace.com to donate or slash na to donate. Noagenda.squarespace.com or slash na. Either one will work. By the way, somebody sent me a note on the chat room saying that United in Diversity is the official motto of the EU. Really? Well, that's what he said. We'd have to look it up, but what he said. Uh, so that would be eu.int, I think is, no, wait, what is it, what is it, uh, eu website, let's look at that, that could be, but then yeah, why is, so but then, they but, but then why it, is that, the, that's even more pathetic, yeah, but hold on, the Russian guy is not a member of the EU, is he, is Russia a member of the EU? No, no, of course not. So let's look at, uh, where's English, E-N, gateway to the European Union? I don't see. I don't see it. Well, just type, type in the United in Diversity and then EU into Google and see what comes up. Okay, United. That's the United in the. Is it no? It's Unity in Diversity. Hold on. Well, oh, he said. Well, yeah, that could be the what's on the coin. But United apparently is what's in the EU in the uh, EU thing. Let me look. You look at United Lands motto, United in Diversity, delegation of the European Union. is The motto of the European Union first came into use around the year 2000. was the first time officially mentioned so-and-so uh, and so-and-so. And so. Yep. Okay, so then why is the Russian guy showing this? What's up with well, that? You, say, you said it's un unity in diversity. It's different. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, in other words, they got suckered into using a variation of the EU motto just to give it to us. One of those needling us. in here. Right. Look at this. And then See what I, else we can pull on these boneheads. And then I would like to uh, finally wind up my portion of the show with a, a story from uh, Central Gitmo Nation East uh, from the Netherlands, which I will be leaving very soon. Um, the minister of uh, just the justice minister, uh, Ernst Hirsch Balin, has said that, well, now that, of course, we have... Uh, the legal right to keep all internet uh, activity uh, for half a year. We have all of you. We all your base belong to us. We have your emails, your SMSs. We are now going to set up automatic alerts. So, as an example, 
if someone travels to a country frequented by pedophiles, that will be an alert and they will be stopped and questioned. <laughs> for your trip to the Philippines. I mean, come on. They're profiling. They're doing profiling. And they're literally calling it profiling. Well, that's what they're doing. It's uh, bank records, internet records, travel records. <sighs> i got to get the hell out of here. Hey, John, we'll how have... long do you predict this show will be on the air? I mean, really. Well, if people keep giving us money, we'll be on the air for years. But I'll tell you this much. There's a, uh, uh, there's a couple of things we still need to talk about. The bees. Uh, will we uh, ever really do that? Yeah, we will. The bees and the bats. Mm-hmm. And which is you know, the fungus killing these bats all over the place. That's not good. And also, and I'm going to tease this for the Thursday show because we have to do it on Thursday. Your food experience at a raw food restaurant. Yes. So until that time, coming to you from an undisclosed 17th century canal house crackpot command center in Gitmo Nation East, smack in the middle of it, I'm Adam Curry. And don't forget to go to noagenda.squarespace.com or dvorak.org slash na. I'm in the Pacific Northwest, John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.